0: Welcome to UCLA Extension's Business Insights with Roger Ternaden, where we highlight hot topics and underlying economic trends useful to you. Today, Roger will be covering the overall economy, unemployment trends, and specific skill sets that are desired in currently hiring
1: occupations. In our prior podcast, we summarized the latest Anderson forecast, expectations, For the panic of 2020 or the crisis that we are in. Since the Anderson forecast, we have had additional information which supports their expectation that the recovery is going to be a long-time process. As you recall, they expected the U.S. recovery to be a two- or three-year process. And uh, today, I'd like to review some really very recent information with you that supports that expectation. We'll talk about the overall economy and the newest findings we have first. We'll then talk about the employment situation in more detail. But for now, unfortunately, I want to report that there is a lot of bad activity coming through a pipeline. I've talked about the pipeline before, and the pipeline is pretty full of bankruptcies in process. Brooks Brothers was the most recent large retailer. More to follow. The pipeline also includes stresses in family finances, really specific, that are taking a while to move through the pipeline, given that the federal government has put together temporary programs to help with liquidity. As we've said before, liquidity does not mean that insolvency is cured. It means that there is liquidity in the system to keep the system greased and moving and fluid. To be more specific, about 6.7 million families may face eviction this summer, and the enhanced federal unemployment insurance is set to expire at the end of the month. We do expect there will be an additional program. How long that program will take to put in place, assuming it occurs, I don't know. But going into the end of July, 1st of August, many families appear unable to survive a prolonged period of unemployment. The shutdown and restrictions are not dissipating as rapidly as many thought. In fact, in some areas they may be tightening. In particular, families in California, New York, Florida, Georgia, and Texas will face the highest levels of eviction. Again, this is not in the data yet, but it's coming through the pipeline. It will be in the data, we think. Nearly one-third of U.S. households Missed or underpaid their housing obligations for July. According to a survey by Apartment List, nineteen per cent of Americans could not make a payment on their housing during the first week of this month in July, and only thirteen per cent paid a portion of their mortgage or rent. This marks the fourth consecutive month of Americans unable to meet their housing payments. Despite the economy gradually reopening, the number of missed or partial payments has remained somewhat steady. 32% in July compares to 30% in June and 31% in May. Going back to the higher level economic picture, the annual growth in June 2020 money supply hit a record high, historical high. The June money supply M1 had year-to-year growth of 37%. Nothing like that has ever been experienced in terms of money creation. The second quarter 2020 gross domestic product actually may come in worse than the pessimistic expectations of being down 40 percent. It looks as though it's going to be down 50 percent. The consensus forecasts are centering on a more modest plunge of 35 percent, which is huge. Yet these uh, bottom bouncing headlines for April and May numbers were really not reliable numbers, and that's what we're finding out. So we're going to have a much larger decline than expected in the GDP. The June and July reopening instabilities do threaten hopes for a meaningful upturn, and the protracted recovery, which we indicated a month or so ago, would not be a V. It also may not be a U. It may be L-shaped. It may be bottom, moving along the bottom for some time before we see meaningful, real improvement. At this point, it's important to mention that there is confusion in the uh, measures of unemployment. And in a few minutes, I'll go into that. But you have to be really careful about looking at what might be optimistic monthly reporting of initial unemployment claims. We'll get to that. Unemployment, again, seems to be at the high end of expectations, much higher than you'd conclude listening to the Thursday releases. Staying at the economic level, the higher economic level, we now know that banks are essentially taking the money that the Federal Reserve is making available and keeping it. They're keeping it in reserves. They're keeping it on deposits at the Fed. This was very different than occurred in the 08-09 Great Recession, where the Federal Reserve purchased collateralized mortgage obligations. They took these obligations off the bank's balance sheet. They took them onto the Federal Reserve balance sheet. The Federal Reserve then essentially paid for these, put money in the banks, and the banks used a lot of this money for lending. The banks are not using this money for lending. There is uh, apparently a lot of fear. The repo market, which we commented on late last year, showing the initial stresses of this downturn pre-COVID, essentially has been bypassed by the Fed now, and the Fed is focusing on directly increasing the liquidity of the banks as opposed to adding more and more support to the repo market. So that's been a change, and it's, it's much more direct change. But if, the, if we were to track the liquidity additions from the federal reserve into the banking system all of the liquidity and then some by the fed has been saved or reserved by the banks as opposed to blended another difference from 08-09 great recession is the bank liquidity back in 08-09 provided a springboard for the banks to support through hedge funds and through other means liquidity in the stock market it's not so apparent that This liquidity is directly impacting the stock market right now, which is a little bit of a surprise. However, the financing of the hedge funds continues well, and the hedge funds themselves are certainly providing buy orders in the uh, world stock markets. So the focus, in fact, uh, it bears repeating that the stock market increases have been importantly driven by a handful of stocks, not the overall market. The uh, Facebooks, Amazons, Apples, Netflix, Microsoft... The so-called F-A-A-N-G stocks, Google, are really importantly driving the market averages and continuing to do so. Overall, not only banks are hoarding cash due to fear, individuals are hoarding cash. The household savings rate, I don't think in history, has been as high as it is now. In April, it, it was measured at 33%, a 33% savings rate. I think it's the highest on record. May will be available the next week or so. It may be slightly lower than 30 33 percent but it's expected to be very high. And households, meanwhile, have paid off about $85 billion in credit card debt in March and April. So there is a there's a lot of fear in the marketplace. A lot of liquidity is being added. Individuals are in pain. There are a lot of stresses. A lot of bad news is moving through the pipeline. And even Neil Kashkari of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve officially indicated he would expect the unemployment rate to climb again. And he thinks the real number today is around a 20% unemployment rate, which puts us at the higher end of over 30 million people unemployed. Overall, the economy is probably looking much more favorable in the press and within the media. And as the weeks go on, it's actually looking much more challenging to plan a recovery as we move through the daily and weekly statistics releases and the analyses of what's going on beneath the surface. So indeed, this is a time for caution, and it is a time to become more liquid, less dependent upon debt, and actually to begin thinking about one's business, whether it's a small business, whether or not you're an entrepreneur, whether or not you're an executive with one of the larger corporations. There are trends in the market that we will comment on in a minute or so that Will add to job descriptions, will add to updating the workforce, and will add to education requirements. It's really important to understand what's happening in the unemployment trends. They're really confusing the way they're reported, so I want to help you make sense of it. We all recall that back in March and early April, the first time new state jobless claims were between 6 and 7 million, and that was a shock. If we look at the jobless claims as recently as yesterday, and that is July 9th, the jobless claims are reported about 1.3 million new jobless claims. And it's very tempting to say, well, gee, that's a big improvement. We went from 6 to 7 million down to 1.3 million. That's not exactly the case, because back in March-April, the unemployment claims that were reported were state-reported. Since that time, there has been a federal PUA jobless program in place intended to cover unemployed who would not qualify for the state unemployment. For example, uh, independent business people who run their own one-person businesses. For example, artisans. For example, uh, individuals who are doing contract work but are not employed by a large corporation not qualified for the unemployment insurance at the state level. So to make a long story short, the 1.3 million that was reported yesterday of state jobless claims is about uh, half of what is truly the case when the federal PUA jobless claims are included. So we're really close to about two and a half million new claims that were reported on a weekly basis, and this is actually an increase The total state and total federal were really at a low point in the first week in June. Now they're going back up again. And following along with the same reasoning and the same data, if you consolidate federal data, state data, and then look at the number of people who are continuing to be unemployed. We are close to 30 million unemployed, somewhere in that range, even though the official state reports show the unemployment rate closer to 11% or in the $15 million dollars $15 million person range. Evidence really shows that the issue is a much more serious issue. Jobs are not being added at the rates people expect, and the new people who are filing for federal and state unemployment are going back up. So the recovery, which is also commented on by the Federal Reserve in the past few days, the recovery is really stalled or more optimistically delayed. And uh, last podcast, we talked about the Anderson forecast expectations of a recovery taking two to three years. Uh, this, again, the data that's coming out is consistent with that, that we're looking at a much longer recovery period. In fact, everyone pretty much follows the COVID-19 news and the problem states and we are delaying some of the reopenings. There are possibilities of going back into some closures that we came from in certain states and certain industries. So we've hit a major roadblock in my opinion. But let's look at the bright side for a couple of minutes. I'll find parts of a bright side, I promise. First of all, Yesterday, we received a survey of the job postings in January, February, March, April, and we looked at the number of new job postings for this year from January on and last year, 2019. To make a long story short, in 2019, Pretty consistently, the job postings in the Western US, this is the Western US only, were running between 510 and 550,000 job postings a month in 2019. And we started out in January of 2020, just a little bit above that. And then as COVID 19 entered, the marketplace. We dropped under five hundred thousand, and uh, for the most recent month for which there's data, we are just a little bit above four hundred thousand. So again, to make a long story short, the decline in postings, new job postings for March through April of 2019, is 16 percent under, in in on the West Coast. And that's worse, a bit worse than nationwide. Nationwide, it's 13% under. And I think we know at this point that California is having a tougher time because of the concentrations of employment in the entertainment, hospitality, and restaurant industries. And this, again, is, is showing that. Let's move to top occupations where we do see growth in terms of job advertisements. Registered nurses is pretty consistent with what it was last year. And for the West, that was approximately 12,000 positions posted. Frontline supervisors of retail sales workers trending down from 4,000 closer to 3,000. Customer service representatives trending down even faster from what it was last year in job postings. Computer user support specialists trending a bit down. First line supervisors of administrative support workers pretty significantly trending down. Post secondary or university college instructors pretty stable. Retail salespersons continuing a trend that's actually been in place for several years downward. If we look at top occupations, uh, in the same period of time. For holders of bachelor degrees, in particular, we see the registered nurse category, again, being relatively strong, but pretty much all the other categories are weak. And uh, the weakest ones are in marketing, accounting, sales, general management, and so forth and as we'd mentioned in the last podcast this is probably more at the beginning of weakness based upon large numbers of layoffs in the non-supervisory levels the top skills that are sought from february on this is a recent snapshot of where the strengths in the western u.s lie There are relative strengths in computer sciences, accounting, auditing, Python programming, software engineering, project management, and again, nursing appears. Now, this is a snapshot of uh, overall skills. So, in the past discussion a minute or two ago, we talked about weakness in some of the management categories in these occupations, but... The skills in these occupations are relatively strong. And I say relative because there are a lot of categories that are noticeably declining in terms of advertisements, in terms of uh, overall job postings for all industries, and in terms of specific industries. Some of the fastest growing skills that we are seeing in the West are individuals with skill sets in long term care, and the number of job postings has gone up many times from January through April. This is a very substantial trend this year, just in the past four months. In the medical profession, operating room specialists, uh, supply chain managers has gone up very substantially. Individuals who would be working on customer acquisition, even though marketing managers is down a bit, but The skill set of customer acquisition management is very strong. Individuals who work on safety standards, writing safety standards, implementing safety standards, very strong. When I say very strong, I'm talking about an increase from January to April of almost 10 times. Some of these are more. So these are very substantial increases deep learning, which goes along with artificial intelligence, very strong, and individuals who focus on evaluating key performance indicators. So I am I guess what I'm really reading here from the research that we have as of this past week are skill sets. These are not jobs necessarily, but if in writing a CV or resume. One has skills in KPI management, key performance indicators. One has skills or knowledge of deep learning, safety standards, customer acquisition, even continuous quality improvement, supply chain management. All these are really strong since the first of the year. When we go across all industries with respect to job postings, categories such as the manufacturing industries, information industries, retail trade, finance and insurance, by industry pretty much all of the postings are down and they're down in a pretty comparable way. The postings may be down from 3 or 4 percent to 15 percent, so there's general weakness overall. I might make a note in this segment that pop hiring employers, which would be good to know in the Pacific West or the western U.S. I'll mention names that have have been significant hiring employers since January, so during COVID-19, Oracle Corporation, Amazon, Apple, Anthem, Kaiser Permanente, Providence Health and Services, Deloitte, Northrop Grumman, Microsoft, Facebook, Accenture. So for those who are considering those companies, those companies are relatively strong in hiring right now. We will summarize by reminding everyone that we do have a course that actually begins today, but you can be enrolling for free over the next 10 days or so. And the intent of the course is to get your expectations aligned with the economic issues that we have been facing for the past several months and plan for your personal and family financial future, as well as your careers, how to take advantage of the recovery, which is going to be a little bit longer than expected, but should provide time to really prepare for the new phase of growth and job creation. The course spans six weeks. Enrollment, again, is free. It's available now. If you go to www.uclaextension, one word, Dot edu the course is the 2020 panic what's next navigating panics recessions and recoveries please join in i promise you you will learn a lot about what we just can't cover in podcasts because of our 15 to 20 minute time limit and thank you again for all your support And I hope we're being really helpful for you.
0: Be sure to email us at rtornadin at uclaextension.edu on more specific questions, which we will answer either personally or select as part of our future podcast. Hosted by Business and Legal Programs Director, Roger Tornadin. This podcast is presented by UCLA Extension and produced by Jamie Moss at Studio 10960. These podcasts are made for educational purposes and are not financial advice. The goal is to educate and provide resources on focused economic and job trends with the latest support research so that you can make more informed financial and career decisions that best suit your personal needs. UCLA Extension offers more than 5,000 online and in-classroom courses taught by over 2,000 leading practitioners to help you get from here to there. For more information on this podcast, or our financial and legal programs, please check us out at www.uclaextension.edu. We know it's about your life, not just your money.